Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, I'm okay. What about you? You know, getting used to the new normal. Yeah, um, yeah. You know this feeling in the morning, those two, three seconds, oh. it takes you to from the minute, minute you wake up until you remember. remember everything that's happened in the past few days? For me, I don't have it because we're sleeping in the bomb shelter. So uh, okay. it's like I immediately wake up with a slap to the face. Right. Actually, I just moved the mattress back. So tonight we're going we're gonna to try and sleep in the bedroom. But we'll see. Um, the real terror of sleeping in the shelter is for farts. sleeping with Daniela. Ah. <laughs> also, the fart. Now, the farting, you know, the farting follows. It's always a ter- it's constant terror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, a real terror. It's a bigger yeah. threat than Hamas. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, the real the real terror is, is Daniela um, crying in the middle of the night and waking us up like five times. Because when you're sleeping in the bedroom, you don't hear her so much. But when you're sleeping in the bomb shelter, she's like right a there. private siren. Yeah. Wow. Talk about an air raid siren. <laughs> um. But no, things are, uh, you know, I think, I think the Jewish people, it's like the muscle that we've exercised the most throughout history is being resilient post horrific death, right? It's like bouncing back after being massacred and killed. I think may- maybe yeah. that's why we, that and chicken maybe that's soup, why we develop uh, chicken soup. Yeah. Skills. No, but I think that, you know, that's that's probably where Jewish humor comes from. And, like, that's why we got the best of the best. Yeah. Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, Adam Sandler, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. That's the scoop of the show, guys. Eddie Murphy is Jewish. Not even – he didn't even know. He didn't even know. You're welcome, Eddie. For the news um, – no, but um, but uh, wait, real back. talk, real talk for a second, because you you haven't been yourself, right? Yeah, no, definitely not, definitely not. Um, the anxiety has creeped in, like I'd say the the night before last, like not last night, the night before that, on the I lost track of time, man, on Tuesday night. But even even at the beginning, I was. I don't know. I, 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 it hit me hard. I don't know why. It's the sense that it's the sense that you, on one hand, really want to do something. Um, I haven't been in reserve duty for the since I since I was released from the army. I did once, and then I like it was like this minor thing. But re- essentially, my profile was lower to forty five because I have back problems, and I I haven't been serving in combat reserve duty since. Mm-hmm. And I haven't regretted anything this much in a while. Um, I feel like I should be there. I feel like I should be there, and it also kind of feels it kind of feels like I don't know shitty to say that even at the same time. You know what I mean? Like because I'm not there, but I I'm just saying I feel like being there. Yeah. But I really feel like doing more. I've been volunteering here and there with some initiatives, 
hotline for missing people and, and, and donations and schlepping donations around. But, uh, but I just really feel like I should be there. And at the same time, I'm not. So it feels like I'm stuck. Yeah. You know, Yeah. it's this feeling of helplessness. It's this feeling of wanting to do something. It's almost, it's like those dreams where you want to run, but you can't mm-hmm. and you're running in place. That's how I feel. And it's a lot of anxiety, plus the sense of security that 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 gets you know trampled on, like that's just kind of crumbled. Yeah, yesterday night it was like I don't know, you haven't been really. But yesterday night when the whole north was, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing yeah, yeah, because yeah. it turned out it turned out to be. Uh, whoop! Wait, I have. Wait, I'm killing mosquitoes. Uh, it turned out to be a false alarm. Yeah. Uh, as they say in, in in Israel, the the ginger with the with the keys <laughs> uh, forgot to press the button, <laughs> and he sent the entire country to the bombshell. <laughs> there was another uh, because the whole country got a got a like got a I don't know an SMS or something to to run to the shelter immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, there were no sirens. And then, and then the they interviewed the the like the officer responsible for the unit, and he explained what happened. Yeah. He told he told them release it. In Hebrew, to release is to leave it alone. They were like on a. They were like. But on, it also means. But it also it also means, means release send it, it out. Yeah, send it out. <laughs> So the... it's such a, it's such a, it's such like an Israeli Malikas movie moment. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. And, 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 release it, release it. And the thing is, like, this could escalate to war with Lebanon really quickly because, you know, because they thought like the whole news and Telegram and everyone was like. Uh, like attack from drone attack from Lebanon, like uh, terrorists are descending on the northern cities. Like it, 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 it got crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, it's a miracle that it's. It really is a miracle <laughs> that we're here. I mean, if you look at really like Jewish history, uh, Israeli history, I think is like one big like from the Six Day War to the war of independence. Everything was just a shit show, man. It's just one big miracle that we even made it this far. Yeah. So can, do you want to um, give like a re- quick, quick recap? Um, yeah, where yeah, we yeah. So we, got, we, got, we got a lot of talk about guys. We're going to do a little bit of a status update on like where we're at. Um, we're trying to, we're trying to open this up a little bit lighthearted, but uh, obviously the mood is uh, gloomy um here in israel the streets are empty and um everything seems pretty doomed but at the same time there's that jewish israeli spirit and we know that we're going to bounce back from this but we're trying to open this up lighthearted. obviously we're not you know we're not uh we're not unaware of of the situation outside yeah so it's, a, co- it's a coping yeah mechanism yeah we hope it doesn't come across as like insensitive or anything but anyway we got a lot of stuff to go through we're going to do a little bit of a status update we're going to talk a bit about Hezbollah, a bit about hamas and palestine obviously the unity government 
We'll touch on Biden's speech. So we got a lot of stuff to get through. But um, uh, just a quick update on where we're at. I think the death toll is currently at 1,300, the official death toll. But everybody kind of knows that that is probably going to increase significantly, maybe even by multiples. Um, so, so that's the death toll. The horrors of the, you know, Saturday of the half day day on Saturday that, that, that went down are slowly or not slowly are rapidly actually coming out, but more every day, more and more horrors are, are, are surfacing. You might've heard about, you know, it's, it's, it's just hard to say these things, but I think it's important to confront the evil and to face it. So babies, yeah. um, there was one uh, village where 40 babies were murdered. Um, some of them, uh, there are reports of them being decapitated. Children being tied up and burned. Um, just generally people being burned to death. Houses and cars being lit on fire and people just burning to death. Um, there are videos circulating that are absolutely horrific. There was a bomb shelter where a bunch of people uh, got into in one village and there was a group of terrorists outside. They're beating up this guy. And then at some point on the outside, um, and at some point they just throw a grenade into the bomb shelter where there's a bunch of people in and you see one guy running out, he gets shot and, and murdered. And then the grenade goes off and everybody in that bomb shelter died. Um, and these are civilians. These aren't, these aren't, there's, there's tons of videos going around of, and pictures of, and, and I've watched some of them personally. I asked Noor to send me, I asked you to send me a, a link because I think it's important to watch these. Um, I, I'm always reminded, I think, I think it was Reagan who tells a story about, how he uh, watched and also I think showed his children, not like when they were children, but when they grew up, the horrors of the Holocaust. He showed them like videos and, and, and pictures uh, because he said it's not, it doesn't help us to turn a blind eye, to look away. Mm -hmm. um, so those horrors are coming up, you know, uh, constantly, and it's just horrific. There were 260 people killed at a f music festival. Elderly people just mowed down at a bus stop, kidnapped. It, over 100 people kidnapped right we have now. Almost uh, 400 missing. Yeah, 400 missing. I'm, I'm, I'm part. As I told you, I'm part of this missing person hotline and so i've been receiving calls and it's just devastating man to hear mothers looking for their daughters i spoke to these some people from the festival and you know a bunch of different people but on one call there was just this one this girl and she was just break she couldn't like speak almost her friend next to her had to take the phone and talk to me because she was just she couldn't stop crying yeah um yeah. So anyway, that's that's kind of where we at, at a status a bit like on the, on on what's going down militarily. So Israel started bombing Gaza, attacking targets. The official objectives of the operation, what are they? To destroy Hamas. Yeah. Um, 
So we, we want to touch on that. Do you want to get into that right now, or do we want to talk about something else? Yeah, first? we can get to that. Um, yeah, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. We both kind of, we both through the Two Nice Jewish Boys channel talked about it. I didn't even know that you had made that post before, but we both kind of are of the same mind, I think, here. And the the problem, the problem I see is that we're not correctly identifying the enemy. We keep saying Hamas. Uh, talking about also Islamic Jihad or framing it as terrorists. Yeah. The problem. The trend now is the trend. The the message. The message that's trending is Hamas equals ISIS, right? That's what everyone. Okay. Hamas equals ISIS. Yeah. It, it, to me, there's something so. I don't know. I, I like deflate. It's deflating. We'll talk about the Hezbollah even afterwards. But like, but um, but yeah, it's not Hamas. It's the Palestinian people. ISIS is one of many different extremist or Islamic uh, terrorist organizations Jabhat that were bred. Yeah, I mean Al Qaeda, Taliban, ISIS, uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, like. Why does this society produce so many of these wonderful groups? It's startup nation, man. <laughs> yeah, it's startup nation. No, it it drives me crazy. It's like, do you not? Do you, are you guys not seeing the clues? Are you not seeing it? Like ISIS, Al Qaeda. It's not Al Qaeda. It's not ISIS. It's honestly, it's Islam. But. Um, if we're going to talk about this conflict specifically, it's the Palestinian people. That's the enemy. And calling it Hamas, to me, it's whitewashing. And I realized realize this like on Tuesday, I think. It's whitewashing a culture of death and destruction and violence. It's like they have this culture where they're like, we need to murder innocent babies, children, women, teenagers, rape them, behead them. And you and if you die while doing that, you are a martyr and we will glorify you. You will hide the you will hold the highest status in society. But taking that culture and saying, no, we just need a it's Hamas. If we just take out Hamas, we'll have peace and prosperity. We'll have peace and prosperity. There was this You're interview with a grieving father, I won't mention names because you know we can't. You cannot judge, but it's it's not only this grieving father. I saw also there was an op-ed in Haaretz by another grieving uh, a grieving daughter. Her mother was kidnapped to Gaza. She's a eighty-something, and the daughter was telling about how uh, the mother was a you know pro-peace, peace now activist, believing in peace. And the end of the op-ed was all about how we must not give up hope for peace with the Palestinians. So, uh, you know, you cannot judge. And th this father to the uh, who grieving father whose daughter was murdered in the festival was a big high-tech personality. He was also giving an interview to CNN and also saying, uh, like, proudly how he was one of the first to employ Palestinians from uh, from the territories and how we must have peace with them, blah, blah, blah. 
And as much as we don't wish to, you know, um, grieving uh, family members are holy in Israeli society. But regardless, in general, there is a sense that some people it's, don't learn the lesson, don't refuse to learn the lesson. I think it's a common, I think it's pretty common conception in Israeli society. I don't think, um, like, it, how can I put this? Not in Israeli society. I think most Israelis are like, let's flatten Gaza, and they're all for it. But I think in the, like, higher socioeconomic, in the intellectual circles, it, Bibi himself, I think, thinks this. I mean, that's why he's a proponent of this of this Hamas equals ISIS. He himself has tweeted it out and, and shared it on social media outlets and said it. Um, he's only talking about Hamas. Hamas is the objective. I think it's this common conception that, that it's Hamas. It's not, we can't, and it might, I don't know what the motives are. I don't know, you know, some people really believe that. And some people I think like Bibi are doing it more out of like, a, we can't say this. We can't say that it's the Palestinian people because we need to maintain uh, support from international support. And we, we don't want to look like we're racist or, you know, whatever. And it's, it, it, it's got to be, it's got to be pointed out, guys. You need to recognize this simple fact. And I really urge you guys to, you know, we got some Instagram messages and, and, and just generally people reach out to us and, and talk about the fact that they disagree with this. And I really urge you guys to look into it because there's this common misconception that, that, you know, people are held captive. Maybe they don't have control over themselves. Most people just want to lead normal lives, but that's not the reality in the world. There are different cultures that have different hierarchies of values and Palestinian culture specifically happens to value death and violence very much. Um, and you, you need to, I mean, you, there's surveys that you can see that there's really wide support for terrorist attacks. Just the, the two settlers that were shot in Kawala. Sorry, they weren't even settlers. They were uh, from Ashdod, I think. The two guys that were shot in Kawala. Uh, mm -hmm. They did a they did a survey and they asked Palestinians, "Do you support it?" I think like seventy something percent supported it. Eighty percent of Gazans supported the knife attacks in two thousand and sixteen. Gazans elected knife... elected Hamas elected Hamas. Gazans, said, yeah. In your video, should, guys, you should watch this video on our YouTube uh, channel. If you put ballots in the uh, in the Palestinian Authority in the Judea and Samaria, Hamas would would win in a in a landslide. Yeah. Um, so Hamas was elected and they'll continue to be elected if they need to be reelected right now. They have wide support in the Palestinian, um, uh, Palestinian population. You have surveys showing what the Palestinians think. And these are surveys held by like uh, Palestinian media outlets, not not by like Jewish media or something like that. Um, these are surveys that are that tons of different outlets, different sources. You can see it when Palestinians dance on the street. They were dancing on the street on Saturday. They were celebrating. Kids were running up to the truck where they brought back a raped dead girl, and kids were running up and spitting on her body. 
Yeah, also Kids. now we saw, this is in Gaza, but we saw in Judea and Samaria, because, you know, the Gazans are so stupid, they shot some of the missiles they shoot, accidentally hit uh, cities, Arab, Palestinian cities in Judea and Samaria, and there's a, a, an amazing photo of a Palestinian in uh, Hebron or something, holds a piece of this missile that, you know, could have assassinated him. And him and around him, the people are rejoicing. Yeah. Celebrating. And um, so you can see it there. You can see it in their textbooks. You can see it in their children's shows that talk about stabbing Jews and killing all the Jews. These aren't, these are like direct quotes. Yeah, we made a video children's about it. Shows, you can look songs it up. about how martyrdom is like, is praised. Textbooks, I mean, their whole education system is about how the Jewish people are, are evil and need to be annihilated. It's a very sick society. Very, very sick. But you put inside this and school that is the one point something million Arabs who live or who are Israeli citizens? What? Do you put in this pool, in this, you know... Ah. I don't I don't want to get into that. I mean, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't have the, all these data points about but just for the sake uh, of argument, you are you're talking about Arabs who live in Judea and Samaria and Gaza. Yeah, I'm talking about people who are not Israeli citizens. Yeah. Um, just to clarify that. Uh, you know. Yeah, and, I, and also, Shavon uh, <laughs> wanted me to clarify that my wife wanted me to clarify this on the video that we made yesterday that I made. But I I, A, didn't feel the necessity, but I'll clarify it now. Just, it doesn't mean that every single person in Gaza, every Palestinian is evil. Just by, and that's the difference between racism and understanding a culture. I don't think that by the fact of you being Palestinian, first of all, it's not really an ethnicity, but whatever, we'll put that aside. But just because you were born to a Palestinian mother and father and you're a baby, all of a sudden you become evil. No, it doesn't have anything to do with your race or the color of your skin or your genetic makeup or your blood or anything. And we can see that by Palestinians who have become enlightened like the son of one of the founders of Hamas, the Green Prince. You can see it by Palestinians who wake up and say, wait a second, this shit is evil. It doesn't have to do with the fact that you're, it has to do with the fact that you exist within a culture and that culture is sick and evil. And it happens to create sick and evil people. And they need to be destroyed. This culture needs to be destroyed. It will save many lives of future Palestinians or future descendants of who are now Palestinians, and it will save many lives of other people, Jewish and non-Jewish alike, in the future. We need to destroy the Palestinian culture, the current Palestinian culture. If it wants to reform itself through this destruction, if it wants to be born again into something new and peaceful, wonderful. But the current Palestinian culture needs to be annihilated because it's a despicable, disgusting culture. And, and and lethal. And lethal and dangerous. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's that. It's not Hamas, guys. Stop calling us Hamas. Start calling it Palestine. They want to be Palestinians. They want people to call them Palestinians, right? They they want self determination. Give them what they want. 
it's Palestine, it's not Hamas. And this is who they are. All right, let's move on. So about the, the goal that you set to annihilate this culture, how is, it, how is this going for us? <laughs> <laughs> not very well. Not very well. Yeah, because it were six, uh, we're, we're six days to the operation, to the war, basically. Yeah. And uh, although some quarters of Gaza were wiped out, like most of Gaza is still uh, standing, um, 300,000 people uh, fled out of 2 million, fled to the UNRWA camps. They're at full capacity. We did stop water and uh, electricity completely to Gaza. Yeah. Which is a precedent. It's a precedent. An important precedent, I think. Yeah. But uh, but the IDF now has stated that they will explain why. We will explain why we cut off electricity. Which I think and let's get we'll get back to the operation, but I think this is like the whole Hasbara. I think we're still in that mid 20th century European Jewish mindset. You know what I mean? Of like, help us. We're poor. Look at what they've done to us. We need to explain ourselves. We need to be, we need to be, I don't know. We need to be placid, complacent, you know, um, pacifists. I don't know what it is. But it's this it's kind of sickening me. Don't you think? Or or do you or do you like feel like we need to do Hasbara? I feel like we do need to do Hasbara. I think we do. Just because the other side isn't isn't an you know an artist, a master artist at their Asbara, you know? And if you leave the if you if you don't play the game, you leave the court vacant for them to score goals one after the other. And not that I think that we need to consider world opinion in our actions, but it's just nice to have. And if we are, you know, for the first time in decades, we have the, the momentum on our side, right? Why not? Just strike the iron while, while it's hot. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm. Uh... Look, so, uh, just just an anecdote. Like uh, I've been doing some, you know, m my own very simplistic Hasbara. VIP. I simply took the strongest uh, interviews from the news with the survivors of the massacre. I put English subtitles. And I gave it to some influencers to share, and it got to millions and millions of views. And Star Silverman retweeted two of my videos. Um, so, I mean, you know, people like Star Silverman, like Madonna, people who, and you know, some of them, Madonna is something, but Star Silverman wasn't like a what big. What is that? What is that? What does that help? I mean, um, why? Do, what does it hurt? <laughs> what does it hurt? 
I think there is, I mean, look, the, 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 the current, um, the current atmosphere or the current like uh, motif, the current theme of the Hasbara is, and correct me if I'm wrong, even the videos that you created, I'm not bashing you. I think like it's, I think it's just part of a larger movement, but I think the current theme is look, look at us, it's, look, look what, at they, what did they did to us. Look what they did to us. Yeah. Look what they did. To us. And I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know why I'm going with this analogy, but it's pussy, but, it's pussy um, move. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it is. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like, like you have two guys walk into a bar and one of them is like, speaking confidently about what he's going to do or I don't know, whatever. And another guy who's like, all my past girlfriends, they were really mean to me. And this one left me. And it's like, and this one did this. And it's like, yeah, it's a you know cry, I mean? baby, like, cry baby mentality. It's a cry. It's a, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for a second saying that we shouldn't grieve and that these families shouldn't grieve and that, these people who went through this, you know, the survivor of the festival, for example. But, but why washing the laundry, the dirty laundry outside? No, 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 no. We can share it. But I'm so? saying that we, we can share it. Absolutely. Saying for me, it's the main, main theme right now. Yeah. And it, and it, it, it sends weakness. So I, I would say if it was like, if it was a theme, but the main theme was Palestinians fucked around and now they're going to find out. Yeah, I you know, hear you. You know the graph? Fuck around, find out. You know that graph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Palestinians fucked around and now they're going to find out. You have 48 hours to get out. <laughs> I don't know. If that was the main theme, the main theme was you guys, like, you can pity us, you can sympathize, you can empathize, you can do whatever you want. This is what they did. And this is what we're going to do. And that was Hasbara. But no, the, the Hasbara doesn't focus on like what our reaction is going to be. And to me, that's, I don't know, that's problematic. Yeah. The main theme of the Hasbara needs to be the Palestinians should run. And they should run for their lives because there's going to be no Gaza tomorrow. Don't make promises you can't keep, though. Yeah, well, you know, if if Bibi was making that promise, he could keep it, but he's not willing to. Anyway, uh, what's going on? What else do we have? You have the agenda. No, I, I yeah, we were talking about the operation. So after six days of bombardment. No, wait, before before we move on, you wanted to talk about Gal Gadot. You want me to read the tweet and then you'll talk about it? Yeah, it's it's a story. She, she posted the story, then she deleted it. Ah, uh, she deleted it? Yeah. It was, there was a huge no backlash. Idea. So she Gal Gadot posted, uh, yeah. she posted on Instagram a story that was just text. Killing innocent Palestinians is horrific, period. Killing innocent Israelis is horrific, period. If you don't feel the same, I think you should ask yourself why that is. Wow. Wow. When was this? This wasn't on Saturday, right? It was on Sunday or Monday. Yeah, Sunday, Monday. Uh, what does she want? What does she want? Really? 
we've spoken about Gal Gadot in the past and her reaction. So yeah, I think she's it was very annoying, very annoying to read. Like even now, you know, it's like it, 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 I'm sorry, I have to go there, but it's like forty-five uh, headline about first news about Auschwitz is out, and she would go. Wow, I'm so sorry about the Jewish casualties and the German casualties and the German violence and, and you know... Jewish violence. And Jewish violence. And Jewish violence. But no, but she mentions <laughs> Jewish violence. She mentions Jewish violence first in that story. She said Palestinian deaths is horrific. Yeah. And then yeah. she mentions... Yeah. I don't, know what, I don't know All death is horrific. Did she All issue an horrific. Also, Hamas death is horrific. Death is horrific. It's horrific. Yeah, it is. It's, it's horrifying. Did um, she issue an apology? No. No, no, no. No, 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 That's no. beneath her. That's just too beneath her. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's sickening. It's sickening. It's a... It's a... It really is. It really yeah. is. What, what um, the Jew wouldn't do, right... Yeah, to get a little bit of non-Jew love. And that's that's exactly it, dude. That's exactly it. That's why I think that the Hasbara the stinks of what Gal Gadot was doing. Because I don't think Gal Gadot really thinks that. I don't think she does. I think she is maneuvering, navigating the waters of Hollywood, you know? And, and it stinks of, like, what you just said. What a Jew will do for some non-Jew love. Please love me. We're Jews, and we have two options. We can be hated and murdered or groveling for non-Jew love or whatever, or we can be hated. <laughs> Both <laughs> ones are going to be hated. Or we can be hated and thrive and be proud and be proud and be ola goim, a light upon the nations, and be and stand for what's good and not give a shit about what anybody else thinks about you because you know that you have the moral high ground. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's that's uh, Hasbara. Um, so let's talk about the operation. What's going on? I have no idea. I've been trying to keep. Yeah, they're the bombarding. They drafted three hundred thousand reservists, one of the highest a, a world, like a historic number, and they're putting them in positions. But they're uh, they're waiting now. There is a, a debate. It's it's really interesting right now, even inside this consensus, to see the politics of left and right. You know, and it comes so it, you can see it in in what we just talked about. Are we bashing Hamas? Are we bashing Palestinians? But you can also see it in a in a you know in the far left. You have this um, this new agenda that basically says no to ground invasion and we have to get back the kidnapped in any price, right? And they're even bashing Bibi and the government for not uh, agreeing. There is this story that there is a deal on the table. We release uh, Hamas prisoners and they release their captives, allegedly. We don't know if it's really the case. And there's a huge, like, in the, in the far left, they go, we have to agree to this deal, we have to do it. And also, do not bomb uh, Gaza, you know, do not invade Gaza before we... We have to bring back 
you know we have to bring them back um, at any cost even if the cost is we surrender you know uh, that's basically the message so to me it's it's uh... yeah I don't know Shavon was we were talking about this and she was like if me and Daniela were there and I'm like yeah you know fuck I don't know I'd probably be advocating to not do anything and go in and of get course. you guys but I'm not talking about relatives I'm not I'm not talking about relatives I'm talking about just what do you mean? Of course, the relative of the kid now. What do you mean? Sorry? Ah, okay. You're, you're saying the that relatives of the kidnapped, they would say it's super legitimate, of course. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about, but you know, far-left politicians. But there, no, but dude, there's, no, but dude, there's a... You gotta... Uh, the, for, forget the politicians. The politicians, yeah, they're doing it because they're worried that maybe our, our people are going to sympathize with the families of the victims. And the and the cat and the kidnapped and then if they I don't know bomb flatten Gaza and and all the kidnapped die, God forbid, then will that back will there be backlash against them? So Baba, whatever. But I'm saying from your standpoint and from my standpoint, there is a bit of a cognitive dissonance here. It's like on one hand, yes, from a very cold and calculated place, I'm like, we should uh, we should flatten Gaza. And it can't be a consideration, but like it doesn't it doesn't reco- I can't reconcile that with the idea that that you know if it was my family, I don't know what the I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do. You know, I want to say that like I saw a video today of a grieving father. He, a British or Irish, uh, he gave an interview to CNN, I think, or to the BBC. He was crying and saying horrific thing. He was saying he was so happy when he learned that his daughter was murdered. Yeah. You saw that? No, but it was he just said about, he was, was just he about, said he, just I'm, I'm quoting, I'm to... quoting. He said, my reaction was, yes. That was his reaction because the alternative was because she he knew she's either dead or kidnapped. So when he learned she's dead, he was happy. He was relieved. He was relieved. That's the word. Relieved. She's dead. Yeah. Because being captive in Gaza is really the... Not to mention that even Hamas doesn't have a clue where all those people are many of them you know are locked like because not all of them were systematically kidnapped right by the because citizens also came in took kidnapped so some of these of this wait you're saying you're saying palestinians not hamas (laughs) yeah man yeah they came in and they also kidnapped so you know, they could put them in, in the, they can hide them in their basement basement forever. And even Hamas wouldn't know where this person is. So, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, so, it's, but, uh, but it's you know what, easy. in the end, like, I think the representatives and the heads of the IDF, like their job 
is to, as, as much as it's painful, they c cannot take this into consideration, you know, when they're in war. And I think you're more likely to succeed in any negotiation if you don't let the opponent know that you, that they have the high ground. Meaning, yeah. and the only way to really do that is to, is not to bluff it because you can't bluff it, but to say like, we're not taking that into consideration. Yeah. We're going in, we're not negotiating with you. Like we will negotiate with you. We'll release prisoners, whatever. Honestly, we should just release all the Palestinian prisoners we have into Gaza for in exchange for all the kidnapped people and then just flatten Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so beautiful. Yeah. That would be so beautiful. Two two birds in one stone. Yeah. Um, so it's but, unclear how the ground operation would look like. What what will they do? Like they go in and what what do they do? Because all the heads of of Hamas are hiding in tunnels. You know you cannot get to them. So to me it's a bit. You know I'm I'm a bit confused about what's. What's up next? What's Let's talk about. Uh, did you did you watch? I just want to pause it for a sec. I, I want to. I just want to say that I think we need to make it simple. I think we need to make simple, cold, calculated decisions. It's however painful it might be. I think we need to not make the kidnapped individuals a consideration. Because we'll never get out of this. We'll never get out of this. You don't negotiate with terrorists. It's like one on one. Yeah, and and we need to proceed unless you're Samuel Jackson and yeah, and you need to need to proceed with we need to proceed with destroying the Gaza Strip. We just need to destroy it entirely. And if the Hamas are in tunnels, they'll come out like rats, and we shoot them when they come out. Yeah, I also don't understand. Like you have live feed, live video. I don't know if you saw in the news. They have live cameras on Gaza all the time, twenty four seven. And it's broadcasting everywhere. And when they launch the rockets, you can see where where they're launching it from. So then, why don't we flatten a ten a ten kilometer radius or one kilometer radius from every missile launch site? Why? This I do not understand. Because it's the most densely populated place, like on Earth, and then you would be flattening a lot of civil civilian targets or 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 non-military targets. No, so you probably, so you knock knock bomb and flatten. No, no, I agree with you. I think we should. I don't think we should knock knock bomb either, but we should do. Uh, yeah, not not roof knock bombs or whatever. Um, which, by the way, for you guys who don't know, is Israel has a um, protocol of knocking on the door before they bomb. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Uh, excuse me. Do you mind if we bomb you now? And then bombing like five minutes later. Yeah. Stupid. Have you seen Biden's uh, speech? Yeah. We watched it live. What did you think? What did you think? You oh. first. <laughs> People in Israel, I, I, I was embarrassed by, you know, especially leftists. They were like, oh, finally, a leader I can follow. Oh, yes. Really? 
like bumbling old Biden. No, the the speech was good. Look, yeah, he did have a, he did have one line where he was like, "Look, it raises it, it. How can I say? You know, there's a there's a huge discussion. Do we want to be independent, or do we want to be like a, just this little sister of 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 America, right?" Are we a proxy state or are we an independent state? And the bigger they, the hug they give us, the less independent we are. You know, with Americans, as much as they're our allies, it's not, like, let's not be fooled. It's, it's not about, like, it's about interests and control and power, power in the region, you know. So it's a it's a honey trap, a bit, but it can also save lives. So I don't know what to think about it. It's an interesting point. Like you think that if Biden would have, uh, if it would have been less of a um, supportive speech, then maybe or maybe even like um critical of israel's reaction or whatever then maybe israel would have been like all right fuck this guy let's go i don't know i don't know no i don't i don't want him to like i wouldn't want him to be anti-israel or something you know um i just think it, it could be more about like we're here to help when you need we're here Right, because now they they took the extra step. Like it's like the it's like you getting beat up in the neighborhood, and then you go and you call your big brother. He comes and fucks everyone up, and you're just standing yeah. there watching. That's not the place we want to be yeah. in. I think. Yeah, no, I don't think. But I don't think we're there. Look, we're we're still. Uh, the U.S. isn't getting involved. Like they 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 moved two aircraft carriers to the Mediterranean Sea, but they they're not getting involved they're not like attacking gaza yeah but that's the threat Iraq. on lebanon that they will yeah, get involved the threat on lebanon and the threat on on the, iran um, syria iran iran syria and iran yeah. but it's not it's a threat it's not it's an it's not even a threat it's an unspoken threat it's like it's a pretty vague threat they're just saying anybody who is thinking of you know joining yeah. don't do it. so yeah. i think like we're still the main actor in this show, I think the support that we're getting is important and, and good. I was happy overall with Biden's speech. Um, as happy as I can be, or as I could be with a Democratic president, I still think he mentioned like, there were three things that for me were problematic with it. But again, I think any Democratic president would probably would probably do at least two of these things, maybe one of them not. So the the two things that I think are whatever, two state solution you mentioned, whatever, that's like a given. And it, as we mentioned before, he calls it Hamas. He's not talking about the Palestinians. He's talking about Hamas as if there's some sort of like terrorist organization that is separate from the Palestinian people. Um, but the last thing that he mentioned, which I think is also questionable whether any democratic president would have done differently but 
he talked about proportionality and the rules of war and the fact that we need to abide by the rules of war. And, and that I think was like, honestly, the most severe thing that he said, that the most detrimental thing to our effort, because we, the last thing that we need to do is be proportional. You guys have to understand that there's, there's been an equation that the Hamas have been able to, this is what allowed the Hamas to get to the place that we got on Saturday, was the equation. The equation, you can put it in like, capitalize it, the equation. Um, the equation has for years been, you send a Katyusha, you get, um, you, you actually, you can send like, 10 katyushot before you'll get bombed, right? And then you send 10 katyushot, you'll get uh, you'll get an airstrike, but it'll be like it'll be limited, right? They'll target two things. You send 100 katyushot, then you'll get like a night of bombing. You send, you know, so they knew exactly what they could do. You send uh, uh, balloons of like fire that burn fields, then maybe the Qatari money won't come in next week. Like they knew exactly what's gonna happen. The rules of the game. They knew exactly the rules of the game. And so what they what did they do? They played around with it. They you know once in a while they wanted to like trump up support. You know they felt like the Palestinian people felt like they're not doing enough. Well they'll send a a a fire balloon. You know maybe they'll send a katyusha over. Okay well we need a really you know, we need a we need to show Hezbollah and I, our, our Iranian backers that we're really that we really mean business. Okay, so we'll 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 suffer a night of bombing, and that way we can send over 20, 30, 40 Katyusha. They knew exactly what they needed to do, and they they actually maintained relative quiet over the last year or two, so that they could train and build up power for this huge attack. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but Ben Shapiro saved, uh, uh, shared an interview with one of the Hamas leaders, and he explains everything. Now, I don't know how much you can believe what he says, but he really he maps out like what they did and how they thinking and how they were in touch with the Iranians and Hezbollah and, um, and everything. Um, so I think the, that's the equation, and that, this is where it brought us to. And we need to completely change the equation and every prime minister in israel every leader that comes in talks about we need to change the equation but we need but they and they never do and we need to change the equation we need to we need to destroy gaza well <laughs> that, that won't change the equation all, all, the always lead to rome and all conversations with Eitan lead to lead to know. destroy gaza but look <laughs> i'm willing to i'm willing to even say okay we need to conquer a one kilometer or two kilometer strip of gaza right we need to take mm -hmm. we need to say from the north two kilometers down we're taking that the rest you guys keep for now for now <laughs> but but two kilometers we are completely destroying everybody move down two kilometers mm -hmm. everybody and, and we should say that to them and then they have no they have no like excuse of where are we going to run to you're going to run to the other four kilometers of strip you have this, this we're taking. And build high rises. Yeah. Um, and the truth is, that's the most painful thing for Arabs and for the Palestinian people specifically.
That's why this whole conflict exists. Land. Because land, land is a source of pride, and pride is like the biggest thing in Arab culture. That's why dying as a martyr and killing infidels is so because it's so it's a it's a source of pride, right? Um so yeah, so taking their land. We have a new government. Unity government. A unity government, yeah. Happy about it? Not really. Happy as a kite? I mean, no, I'm I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm glad that yeah, no, you know what? I'm I'm glad that we're uniting. I'm glad that we're uniting as a people. I think that that's important at this time. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of it's good that we saved this for last because there's all kinds of pol- politics involved here and like yeah, you know, Gantz who, joined, who, Lapid didn't join, Lieberman didn't join, but they will vote who, for it. Some will vote for it in the Knesset tonight, but will not join. Yeah. It. Yeah, but we can also play the blame game of like who came with the conditions and who came with conditions first yeah. and who that. But honestly, I don't think this is the time to get into it. I think I'm happy that we have a unity government. I'm happy that like for the most part we're uniting as a people. And uh I just hope that, you know, I do hope that the new members don't don't uh aren't a detrimental factor. in our wheel wheels yeah exactly don't throw a wrench in the in the wheels mm-hmm. what about you what do you think look um uh, we put aside of course unity is, is good and a bigger government has significance like it shows the enemy um, it conveys a, a message. If we, if we get to personal, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure these are the people who like they're. The, I I don't real. I don't count on their contribution to be very. You know, take us in the right direction necessarily. But um, let's hope to. Yeah. Let's hope I'm wrong. Let's hope I'm wrong. Um, I I highly doubt it. I think that like, I do think that their contribution is going to be detrimental to the overall effort. But like, I guess it's a it's a cost and benefit question, right? It's like, mm-hmm. is unity going to be more effective than like being having a narrow, a stronger resolve but narrower? Yeah. I don't know. Um only time will tell. Yeah. Okay, dude. Uh one last thing. I want to thank Lawrence. We won't say a surname, but Lawrence donated uh, uh money to us uh to help us like in gratitude for uh what we do. So it means a lot. Thank you, Lawrence. Really appreciate yes, it. Guys, you. if you want to donate, go to twinjv.com/donate. And, uh, yeah, you know, because why Throw not? Throw us a few shekels. Um, but honestly, if you, if you have money to donate now, maybe donate it to the war effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a lot but, of money. Donate to both. <laughs> why not both? 
<laughs> yeah, no, I uh, we really appreciate it, Lawrence. Seriously, and we appreciate everybody that that writes to us and that mm -hmm. engages with us. Also, by we the way, have, uh, you're not uh, really aware, but on Spotify, you can now comment on episodes, and people comment on our episodes on Spotify, which is really cool. So, yeah, keep commenting, guys. We're gonna we're gonna continue. Maybe not this time, but but next time, we'll continue with our mailbag um responding to to emails and to messages yeah and we'll catch up on, on the ones from the last month so please 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 um send us hate mail love mail everything uh we're erotic mail exactly homoerotic <laughs> mail anyway <laughs> please please um guys thanks for listening thanks for tuning in Keep us in our hearts. If you're in Israel, stay safe. If you're not in Israel, pray or whatever you feel comfortable doing. And thank you so much for listening. See you on the next one, guys. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.